Hello and welcome to the Lib Dem podcast. I'm John Potter and I haven't got my wife to introduce me to this episode. Clearly, she just does not love me enough. But if I did have two daughters, they would also not want me to talk about stopping the boats as much as Richie Sunak does. But we are here in the Midbeds HQ and I'm joined by Jessie Flack. How are you doing, Jessie? I'm all right, thank you. How are you, John? I'm not too bad. Been out canvassing the last few days. It's yep. been really good. But this episode, we're just going to get from yourself, because yep. for those that don't know, Jessie is always front of house. <laughs> this is five by-elections in a row. Yep. So have you actually slept since Cheshire and Amersham? Um, I, I think briefly, there was a brief point at the in about Christmas 21, I had a brief nap. Okay, so what's your what's your main role within the HQ staff? Let's just go through So um, I look after London, so um, I'm wow. campaign manager okay. for London, um, and I look after both Twic- uh, Twickenham and Richmond Park, Yeah. Um, and also our moving forward seats. So in London, that's mostly, uh, we've got a couple of extensions, mostly Labour-facing seats that are looking to keep that good second. Right, so you're, so you're right at the, the tip of the spear of Lib Dem success going forward. Absolutely. And for most people that come to these bikes, you'll, you'll find Chesie because you're always front of house, <laughs> generally, aren't you? Trying to yes. keep them, trying to keep those cogs yeah. turning as best as possible. But so let's talk about mid beds because mm-hmm. obviously this is a quite unusual by-election in terms Absolutely. of Labour have turned up mm-hmm. and how this feels. I mean, it's almost this is a lot bigger challenge than the other yeah. by-election we've had just because of the complexities of the seat. Yeah, so definitely. So like you said, this is by-election number five. Um, I know I know what a winning by-election feels like. Um, and I, I, you say, in front of house, I get those people coming in, mm. telling me how it's feeling on the doorsteps. And I've even just this week noticed a shift. Yeah. This feels like a winning by-election again. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly not won yet. Um, like you said, with Labour, they were trying to sort of cause some problems. Um, we are definitely finding this is a harder fight than the previous four that we've managed to win. Um, and fundamentally, the way that we're going to do this one is going to be volume. We need mm. to get more people through the doors, more people knocking on doors, more people delivering leaflets than Labour possibly can to prove that we're the ones that can beat the Conservatives here. And are we getting a little bit of almost... Wait, well, you can tell me, actually. Mm. I mean, Lib Dems, are we getting a little bit complacent with these by-elections? Because we've had such yep. historic wins. Mm-hmm. Is that now a, a little bit of a fear that actually we think, you know, overturning a multiple thousand, multiple yep. uh, huge overturns that we've had in all these seats is really rare. You know, the ones we've done so far have been historic. Yeah, so this would be the largest by-election, uh, um, largest majority ever overturned in a by-election. Yeah. Uh, the previous largest majority ever turned in the by-election was Tiverton and Honiton <laughs> last summer. So, yes, we do have form. We know what we're doing when it comes to turning over these massive majorities. Um, but th- none of them have come easy. Anybody that came to Tiverton and Honiton will have known, particularly in the early days, mm. it, w- it w- wasn't a clean sweep. We were definitely winning that from the beginning. We were coming from third... Um, it was a, it was a difficult, different sort of type of campaigning that we had to do there. I think the same is applying here. It, we are, this isn't a win. This isn't a guaranteed win. Mm. It can be, and it can mm. be when we work hard, and it can be uh, when we get enough people. Um, and I do think, and we are definitely having people turn up. And, and HQ's not just saying that. I mean, no. I mean, there's, there's kind of a cynicism, well, HQ's always going to say that. We said yeah. that before Tivid and Honest, and then we ended yeah. up storming it. Mm. But actually, there are so many more diff- moving parts in this Absolutely. by-election. Yeah, and with Labour giving it a go, we need to really um, make it a, a legitimate claim that we're the ones that can beat the Conservatives. And the way we do that 
is with volume. It's yeah. with getting more people through the doors um, and delivering more leaflets. If you receive two Labour leaflets and 20 Lib Dem ones, you think like, naturally Lib Dems are the main challenges. And I suppose as we're getting into further towards a general election as well, and you know everything that's going on with the Tory party, half imploding, half not imploding, the, yeah. the fight, there's a lot of apathy out there. Mm-hmm. I've spotted it as well. So, yeah. But we need those moderate Tories or those yeah. squeezable Labour voters to, to come across yeah. to us, or the Tories keep the seat. Absolutely, yeah. And there's We talk about a winning coalition, not that we like to talk about coalitions too no, much. As if you've mentioned the C word. <laughs> That's the other word that Ed Davey absolutely shouldn't use. Uh, yes, yeah, so we talk about the winning coalition, and that comes from both switch voters, so our main opposition, mm-hmm. and squeeze as well, so reminding people that Labour can't win here. Um, and we need to be able to win both of those votes here. We need we need a significant chunk of conservatives to come across we are finding that they are there is a lot of soft conservatives who are um very unhappy with the conservative party at the moment who want to vote for, who would never in a million years vote for labor and will come across and vote for us but we also need those votes to come across from labor as well and it's a funny one with the, those votes because it's almost like the lib dems are almost in the perfect ground where we have mm. the anyone but tory voters yeah you know, which is like kind of your, your squeezable Labour, maybe independence, mm-hmm. maybe Greens. But today I had a Tory vote saying, I want anyone but Labour. Yeah. So actually we're in a position where we can actually benefit from mm. both sides of that disgruntlement. Yeah. It, historically, when, when Conservatives have done terribly, you think uh, 1997, mm. Conservatives were terrible. Nobody wanted to vote for them. But, but Labour had a really charismatic leader. Mm. Keir Starmer is not well-loved mm. by Labour or Conservative voters. There is not that desire to vote for him because they want him to do well. Um, and that means that there's a lot of apathy and a lot of just disappointed voters who just don't know where to go and are looking for a political home, which we are happy to offer them. But, I mean, a lot of these ap- apathetical voters and people that... So if you've been a Tory, but if you've been a Tory for 50 years, yeah. getting you to switch mm. is a real mindset change. Yeah. And you shouldn't underestimate how much that takes but actually if they see and when you're talking about volume if they go through this election period this by-election period without ever having a knock on the door without ever having that conversation Mm. they haven't had that much they might just stay home they might hold the nose and vote Tory again yeah we need people on the ground to give them that nudge. Absolutely. And, we, you know, leaflets are incredibly important. They remind people of our message. They remind people of Emma. But here it is doorstep conversations. It is having conversations with people one-on-one and explaining to them that we're the ones that can win and here are all the amazing things that Emma is going to do for Mid-Bedfordshire that the Conservatives have frankly failed to do. So what else would you say, other than getting people down here, what else can people do to help this campaign? Um, well, um, making phone calls. Um, we've got, if you go to uh, libdems.org.uk forward slash make hyphen calls, um, that has all of the details of phone banks and marathons and things, so you can phone people to encourage other people to come down. Um, if you can come down yourself, because we'd love to see you, you get a lovely welcome. <laughs> um, but also, you know, if you're if you're able to donate, um, anything like that will make a difference in the campaign. And we should just point out, I mean, I put a little video on the Midbeds um, Facebook page, which is also yep. is a really good place to yep. go to get yep. latest information, where you can stay, where you, where the HQs are, mm-hmm. etc. Is that this is really important, not just in terms of Midbeds, which would be yep. brilliant. You know, an extra MP gives us mm-hmm. that national coverage we want. We get to see another Lib Dem stunt at some point, maybe. Um, but it's yep. for all our seats. So if you've Absolutely. got local elections like I have mm-hmm. next year or the general election next year, what will a lot of our vote comes from? squeezing other parties Absolutely. 
And if Labour suddenly get their tails in the air, which they've, you know, they've just won Hamilton yeah. by election up in Scotland mm -hmm. last night, if Labour win or come ahead of us in any sort yeah. of way, how does your squeeze work going forward? It's really difficult. It's really tough. So I'm... Um... Uh, I'm a councillor in Wimbledon, so England's number one target seat. We lost right? by just 628 <laughs> votes um, in 2019. Um, but Labour got um, over 10,000 votes. That is a lot of Labour that like, still exists within Wimbledon that needs to be squeezed and needs to be squeezed down. And um, if we don't win this, which we absolutely can, we, we provide we get enough people, we are at serious risk of Labour getting excited. And they are not going to win a lot of our target seats. They're not going to win against the Conservatives, but they could deprive us of the win. Yeah, and we saw that in 2019. Labour are terrible at being able to control their activists. Absolutely. You know, I, was, I was in Hazel Grove um, trying to get Lisa Smart elected in 2019 in the pouring rain. Mm. And this was clearly a Lib Dem versus Tory seat. You know, one of our yep. key, key target seats. And there were Labour activists in there, yep. basically just to screw the Lib Dems, and they lost then high peak, the neighbouring mm. constituency yeah. by a, a few hundred votes. So yeah. it's we need to destroy that mindset of Labour that they can win mm. everywhere because yeah. they can't, but nope. they can screw us up considerably everywhere. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, one of the seats I look after is Richmond Park. Mm. Um, 45 yeah. votes we lost by in 2017. So that's, you know, Labour got considerably more than 45 votes in that election. So it is really important that we don't let them get um, to to copy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, thank you very much for no coming on the podcast. I'm going to let you go front of house, otherwise there'll be a queue of cameras. <laughs> but no, really yeah. appreciate Chesy coming yeah. on. And for all our listeners and viewers, I say go to uh, go to the Facebook group, contact, go on the websites that Chesy's talked about, but also we'll have lots more um, podcasts from him. We're going to do another one about the, the Hamilton by-election that was just last night. We've got a couple of fantastic Scottish Lib Dems to talk about that and what that means, because that's a, a really big development of what happens in Scotland happens affects the whole of the UK. So thank you very much for tuning in and watching and listening and we'll be back with more episodes later today.